On this episode of A Story in a Chat, we'll be exploring what social impact means, why it's important, and how easy it is to make a positive social impact around you. It's going to be a good one, so settle in and happy listening! Aliza was supposed to start school in the fall of 2020, but then COVID hit and every plan that I had made for the rest of that year just didn't make sense anymore. So I decided to homeschool her. Now as a full-time working mother, taking on this additional role really felt like a daunting task for me. So when the first day of school came around, I wanted to feel great about myself and about what I was going to be doing for my daughter. Now, anytime I want to feel great, the first thing I do is put on something fun, either my clothing or a fun hairstyle, or maybe put on some makeup. But today, I had something special in mind for myself. It was this beautiful dress that I had just recently purchased, and everything about it was just so much fun. It had this really amazing fitted top and then it flared out from the waist down in this really colorful feathery material looking way anyways i put it on it was fun it made me feel beautiful and confident and i was now ready to be teacher aisha for my daughter at homeschool so make my way to the makeshift classroom I introduced myself to her as Teacher Aisha, and yes, I was role-playing. It was easier for me to be Teacher Aisha than be her mom and her teacher in one. So we sit down for her first lesson, and she looks up at me and she says, Teacher Aisha, your dress is so beautiful. And I just beamed. I said, well, thank you. And then I see her and she was fingering the the feathers on my dress and complimenting me on the colors. And it was just made for a really fun learning experience thereafter. And so I want to thank Bob, the brand, for making my first day as teacher Aisha so amazing. And it was all because of that Savannah dress. So Bov is a women's contemporary clothing brand based in Chicago, Illinois. The line is inspired by the rich diversity of South Asian heritage fabrics and features sophisticated and flattering ready-to-wear pieces tailored to fit the daily lives of real modern women like me. It's versatile enough to be worn wherever the day takes you and the Bob designers aim to reimagine what fusion wear can be. In addition to the design aesthetic, the core message of the brand is to embrace your heritage in the way you choose to. For Bhavna, the brand founder, that comes through in designs that reflect her cross-cultural identity. Bob is the sponsor of this podcast, so one of the perks that I get for y'all is a discount code, which I will put in the show notes for this episode. So go to shopbov.com, so that is shop bhav.com and look through all the beautiful pieces that are there and take advantage of the code that I have for you. If you are curious about the Savannah dress that teacher Aisha wore on the first day of school, it is part of the second collection of Bobby J Designs, which was the original brand before the rebranding in 2019 to Bob. Now, 
let's continue with our regularly scheduled program. A few years ago, my niece and I went to Athens, Greece. Now, I'm a huge history buff, so I was super excited about the trip and the opportunity to see all of the structures and visit all the places that I read about as a child in all of my Greek mythology books. So when planning the trip, not only was I planning on hitting kind of all the tourist spots in the city, but I also wanted to have a unique experience with the local population there. Now, a little bit of background, I'm that aunt that had always wanted to show the kids and even teach the kids, my nieces and nephews, just how to do good and be good for the world. There's this one Eid I remember, so the celebration day for the last month of the fasting month in the Muslim religion, where traditionally you give kids money so they can go and spend it on whatever they want. But being the person that I am, I gave my nieces and nephews gift cards, Kiva, gift cards so that they could spend that money on micro loans to help any small business uh, person or um, group around the world to to launch their work. So anyways, that's background on me. So I wanted to bring that to this trip as well. After some searching online, I found an orphanage that needed help getting Christmas ready for the kids at the orphanage. So my niece and I, we spent the day there helping them wrap gifts, make some toys, do little trinkets, things like that. It really wasn't much. It was probably a couple of hours, but it was so fulfilling. And what I'm describing to you is an example of making a positive social impact. Whenever I used to think about social impact in the world, it would always be at like the big company level. You know, what are these big companies doing to the climate, to the environment around them? How are they treating the people who are working for them and things like that? But in this episode, I'll be speaking with Sadia Khan, who is a co-founder of Indus Threads, an online high-end South Asian designer wear platform. This platform isn't just providing really beautiful clothes to consumers around the world. It is also, more importantly, in my opinion, connecting really amazing talent from rural places where fashion designers would never think of tapping into, connecting that local artisan talent to this infrastructure that gets their work out into the world in ways that these women never would have imagined. So in my conversation with Sadia in this episode, we also talk about how easy it is for people like me and you to have a really positive social impact in our world every day. So let's tune in and hear her talk more about this topic. So Sadia, what is social impact? I hear that a lot. It's like a buzzword, but what does it actually mean? For me, my biggest passion that I take is that how can I make, how can I personally make someone's life a little better than before? How can I impact somebody's life? How can I make a difference in his life? Everybody works for themselves. Everybody tries to buy the best things that they want, work so that they can get whatever they want. 
I just had this thing in me that why not do something that could impact a little differently in a better way in somebody else's life. So that is that was my passion that was my motivation behind all of this i was like i don't want to just live for getting whatever i want or being whatever i want why not make a little impact a little difference in somebody else's life and make it better so when speaking about social impact why should i care about the well-being of a community or my community or individuals around me because I feel that's humanity, right? And we, this world needs more of humanity. And I don't, I should, I don't just care for myself. Why not take everybody together? If somebody is not privileged enough as you, and you have the capability and potential to make a positive impact in their life, why not? So I don't want to live a life where it's all about me. What I work, I make enough money to buy whatever I want or. I live in a mansion and I get whatever. I, it's 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 hum, it's humanity. It's this world we are here. We we coexist. We try to help others that are not capable um, enough to do those things that I am doing. So why not just help them and try to get them out of that thing and make their lives a little better? But by striving for this individual greatness right? So your example about living in a mansion and driving the best cars. But as you strive for those things, aren't you just inadvertently helping people around you? Like, there's people who have built your mansions, right? So you've, you've allowed people to have jobs. And when you're spending more in the economy, you're kind of funding other people's jobs. So aren't you doing that anyways? Yeah, but those people are kind of privileged, right? Because they are working a full-time job. They, if, if, if someone is building my house, I'm sure they're, I mean, they're working their jobs and everything, but all these people that I, that I try to focus on are, 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 are people who don't have that, those opportunities. So every person is not lucky enough to get those opportunities to exceed in life or not maybe skilled enough. If they have the talents and skills, why not help them bring them out in the market, in, in the global market or out to the masses? So I see. So there even, it, it was interesting that you said that even those people who would be building said mansion or cars, they're, they're privileged to have that job, to be employed. So, I mean, if we've seen anything from COVID that being employed is a huge privilege, right? Because not a lot of people from everyone, from like the Uber Eats drivers or, you know, restaurant workers, those were probably the first jobs to go. Um, so then the people that you're working with, I guess another way of looking at social impact is then to bring opportunities to those who may not, may not have the opportunity to share their skills. Is that, is exactly. that right? Exactly. Okay. Or, or even if they have the skill, they don't have that opportunity to use it. Okay. So then the artisans that you're working with right now in Pakistan, who are they? Where are they from? And kind of, can you give us a day in their life? What, what would that look like from what you know? So I, so I uh, made a trip to Pakistan last year in December. And I had this opportunity to go to these very rural areas in Pakistan. Um, it was in Bahawalpur and Multan. And then I, so I went to houses of these artisans where even in this day and age, when we've advanced so much in technology and everything, they, we, you could not take your car to their houses. It was so backward, so rural. 
they did not have they were like it was just like a totally different world out there and that made me think that i live in california i live in this huge luxury i get whatever i want and then there are people who people i mean i could not drive to their house i had to walk 20 minutes to get to their houses and they did not have gas but when i spoke to them they were full of passion they were skilled they were full of passion they worked three jobs to um, to make a good life for their kids and they were they were actually willing to work so hard even now but they did not have an opportunity because it's they were they're not accessible they nobody goes to them and then also because of cultural boundaries the most of the women over there are not allowed to step out of the house that also was a big constraint for them that they could not fulfill and achieve what they want because they have the, these cultural norms that they could not break so it's either pushing them out and going them against their cultural norms and everything or just providing the opportunities uh, opportunities to them in their houses if they have the skill and it's th- that skill which is very rarely owned it's it, it, it's a hand embroidery they they do this embroidery they, so it's and, and then their passion was so admiring because they would work a full time job somewhere and then they had three or four kids that they were taking care of and then all night they would sort and uh, they would sit and sew and do this other sources of income so i just i was amazed by their passion and i was like okay i need to provide these women the opportunity to get their themselves out there and get their work out there so that was my biggest motivation behind it they had skill but they were culturally bound they could not they did not have the opportunity that everybody else could have would have so these are like the real life side hustlers before like people like me and you are making it cool like oh look at us we're working moms and we're side hustlers these women are actually doing this to provide for their family and in such a restricted way because you and I we can move around in our community we can move around mm-hmm. in our world but those women can't so then tell me how how is industries how how are you guys providing this opportunity for them what does what does that infrastructure look like since you said that they're not accessible so industries um so we basically provide them everything from resources to um designs and everything and and everything that they need and we use their hand embroidery skills and you know what's so funny the, that unique skill that they have it's not taught in schools there is no school for it it's all generational so they learn they've learned this skill through generations it's passed down in uh, from their moms their grandparents grandmothers so we provide them with the fabric with the resources materials and everything and we you get their skill we uh, we do our um fabrics designs and then we bring out a product in the um in the global market so basically we're just using their unique skill and blending it with the modern designs modern cuts and then uh bringing it out to the global market and to the masses how many women are you are you guys currently working with right now for uh, right now there are about five of them but of course my dream is to get a big number in all these different rural areas inshallah so what i mean as far as your plan goes it's, it's pakistan right now what what mm-hmm. where do you plan on expanding i would love india i would love nepal i would love sri lanka because all these different south asian countries have every country has their own different skill and different unique talent so i want to expose that and using these women and their skills and bring it out to the masses 
How did this idea come to you? Like, were you on vacation one day and then you just, you were like, I'm going to go to a rural spot to, to check out the site. And then you happened upon the, these women. How did that come about? Um, so I've lived with the, let's say I, I grew up with this social impact in my head because my dad was a bit, was really big on social impact. I've always, all my life, I've, uh, I've seen him helping others, taking care of others, helping them with whatever they want from, be it from money or get helping them, anyone get a job or uh, helping somebody build their house or it could be anything. So I basically grew up watching him do it. And so I always had this thing that whatever day job I had, what I have, whatever main source of income or career, but I really wanted something on the side where I'm making a difference in someone's life because I saw the satisfaction he had by helping others. And I saw how, how big a small effort from him, how, how awesomely big an impact would it be for the other person. For us, it could just be maybe a phone call or maybe connecting someone. A very small uh, effort on our end, but it, for the other person, it could be a big life-changing impact. Right. So I really wanted to do something as a side, but um, this trip of mine that I made uh, last year in December, and when I actually met these women, I went to their houses, I saw their passion, I saw their warmth, I saw their eagerness to actually excel. That was when I was like, okay, if I have access to these women and if I can provide them the opportunity, this is what I want to do. So that's, that's how it all started. That is awesome. So did you seek them out? Like, how did you, how did you know where to find these women? So I, um, so I had a friend in Pakistan. So I would keep asking uh, everyone that I knew in Pakistan that if they have access to these women, because it's in Pakistan, what they, what people, what generally happens is that there's a third person in the middle. So if I want to get some work done, embroidery done or anything, I would go to that third person and that, that third person would actually go to these women and get work done. But during this process, the, the, person, who's, the person who's actually doing all that work will get minimum money because the third person is going to take most of the commission. Mm -hmm. So I would just keep asking people around if, if anyone has access to these women so I could bypass that third person so I could provide the fair wage to the woman instead right. of the third person. So the person who's actually putting in all that effort and who actually needs that opportunity gets all the money, right? Because she, she needs it. It's a, it's a, and she's been doing all this hard work. So, um, so I would just keep asking around. And then one fine day, one friend of mine was that came to me and was like, oh, I found somebody who actually knows. It was like a friend of friend of friend. So that's how I actually got to those women. So this is amazing because it's, it's something, number one, that you grew up with, right? You, you had that influence um, as a child and it kind of grew with you as you became an adult. So you had that intent, but then you also put the work behind it right? Mm -hmm. To try to find, I guess, opportunities to then make this impact. How were, how, how do you think of social impact in your everyday life as an individual? So right now through End of Threads, you're doing it as a business owner, but how, how does social impact play a role in your day-to-day -day life? Okay, so me as a person, I'm very open to, um, even if it's a small thing, if somebody would come to me, um, anyone, if, if, if there's any connection that I can make, or if there's any way that I can help someone, I always try to put my effort into it. Um, even if it's a small thing as just connecting to people or um, just any any day-to-day any -day thing that comes my way, I really try to go out of my way and try to help them uh, wherever I can. 
uh, my everyday, uh, my Instagram, uh, wherever I put, I try to put the motivational uh, quotes. And it's so funny that I get so many uh, people messaging me saying, oh my God, you made, you made my day so much better. What this, this line really helped me get through my day. I was having such a bad day and this line really helped me. And that is when I realized that for me, it's just such a small thing. It's just putting up a story out there, putting up an Instagram story. It, it, it takes maybe 10 seconds, but it brought such a big impact on somebody else's life. So, um, so that, that's what I do kind of every day. It, it kind of gives me a lot of sat- uh, satisfaction when I get those messages where people are like, people are like, oh my God, you really helped this, this line really helped me. I was like, oh my God, this, we humans as, as human beings, we mm-hmm. are so sensitive to such things that even a line can help us uh, th- through our day. So, you know, yeah. that's awesome because it's, when we think of social impact, it, it feels like it needs to be something bigger. I need to reduce my carbon footprint. So I need to stop traveling through air so much. Or um, if, if um, what was another, what's another big thing that happens, you know, in the capitalist society, if we, if we find out that a corporation is funding uh, an area of politics that may not align with our own political views and we need to start boycotting their products. Those feel like really big intrusive things. But what you're speaking of is just like literally nothing, minimal, minimal effort. And it's just showing up for other people, you know, in a very human way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, social impact is not just spending tons and tons of money or something. I mean, um, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, I, I can't help anyone because I am struggling myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make ends meet or I'm trying to focus on my, on my career. It's not that you, you I mean, you cannot, it's, you don't have to wait to, to get to the point where you are like 100% stable. And then even during your journey, you can actually help someone and bring an impact and bring a difference in somebody's life. And it's not very big. It's it, it could be as small as just be just be a listening ear for uh, ear for someone. It's not something. It I mean for that you don't need any money. You don't need any anything. It's just your time. It's just your few minutes that could actually make someone's life a lot better. So it's I, yeah. It's not something that people should wait for to actually uh, help others. That they have to get to that point that they can actually be capable enough because that's what I mostly hear. I'm like, I'm not capable to help anyone because it's, yeah, it's, 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 it could be a very small thing, nothing big. So when you see things like Black Lives Matter and other big social movements happening, what is the first thing that goes off in your head? It's just that thing that you have to put yourself out there and think in their shoes too, because just to kind of feel what's going on in somebody's life, because I, I feel the, um, the first step towards bringing a social impact, impact is also to feel what the other person is going through. And that's how you can help them too. Because if I'm totally oblivion of what's going on in this world, I, I will just live in my small bubble and think about myself and think about what I want and think and everything is gonna be about me. So you have to feel and see what's going on on around in the world uh, to base to and and then making an impact in such th- in uh, in such things. It's not a, like you don't need something really big. You don't have to go out of the way or something. Even a small thing you can actually contribute towards such uh, things. Yeah. Do you, can feeling is that something that can be taught 
to people, do you think? Empathy, right? We're speaking about empathizing. I guess it's just understanding that you have to be, it's more understanding, but uh, yeah, I don't think you can teach it. It has to be inside you. You have to feel and you have to have that compassion and empathy for the other person or for the world around you. Um, but of course you can have that realization that if you don't, if you're not, you, you're not compassionate or you're not uh, empathetic, you can have that re realization and try to adapt it. But of course you cannot teach it. How do you cultivate that understanding for yourself? Um, for me, the, the biggest change that made me think otherwise was that a small effort on my end can make a great big impact on somebody else's uh, life. So it's that understanding that it's not all, everything is not about me. And if a small thing, small effort on based on my end can bring such a big change in somebody else's life, then why not? So if somebody, if someone is going through something, why not help him? So it's, um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more understanding and feeling what the world is going through around you, what your community is going through or what your people, what, what your friends. And it's, and it's not that you have to, if you're sitting in the US, you have to reach out to all these rural places in South Asian countries, or it could be anyone. It could be people around you. It could, it, you don't have to fly to get to those people and help them. It could be, there could be people around you that, that, that need that help. So if what I'm hearing is that you you have, I guess step one is opening yourself up to mm -hmm. then being able to receive information, right? So making yourself available in areas like let's use social media, right? So you have a social media presence and you open up yourself there, which then invites people to kind of send you information, right? Of how you're helping them. And, and again, we use that example that you didn't you didn't know that you were helping someone until they let you know, which then propelled you to continue to do more of what it is that you were doing. Yeah, correct, yeah. One interesting thing that I wanna go back to that you brought up was that your dad helped, you know, instill the importance of social impact in you. Now, this is, this is a general statement, but usually we think of women, women in mother roles, who care about the world and wanting to make the world a better place because they want a better future for their for their children, it's it's not a traditionally male role to think of that, right? If we think of gender roles, it's like the men they want to leave a legacy, but it's a very individualistic kind of journey that they're taking. Whereas women, women want to help everyone because of that nurturing side. So. How, how did that come about like with your dad and was, was he raised in, in such a way as well? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yes, I think, um, I th yeah, my grandfather was also uh, big on helping, but somehow my dad had this, um, like you said, it's just being compassionate and having that empathy. He was a very compassionate um, uh, and he had a lot of empathy. And he, so all, all, my, all my life, what I heard from him was, you, you just need to be a good person. That is the biggest thing. Um, you don't have to be very religious or there's there. So this is, the, so, so he always taught us to be a good person and, and help others. That was his teaching for us all our lives. He was uh, always talking. So that is kind of instilled in me and I saw him and then he was a good 
example of it because he practiced it. Mm-hmm. So even though he taught us something, but I saw him practicing it in his own life. I saw him doing things for others. And then, um, so he, um, he passed away 10 years ago. And then so fun, it's, uh, it's so weird because even now when I meet people that he brought, that he helped someone and I still 10 years down the road, 10 years after, even after his death, I still ta- see people talking about him. And I still pe- see people talk about how he helped them and how it brought such a big change in their life. And that kind of, so this is the legacy that he left behind, right. even though, even uh, if he had, he had mansions or materials or whatever, but this is 10 years after, even though it's been 10 years that he's, he passed away, but people are still talking about him and people still remember him as how he brought a change. And that is what I want to continue. And that is what I want to leave that, that legacy that I want people to talk about me, that how I brought their change, a change in their lives or how I impacted their lives. Because for his small effort was such a big change in somebody's life that it just totally changed somebody's life. Every religion, every major religion talks about doing good for people, doing good for the world with the promise of heaven at the end, right? So it's just like, it's just like a religion incentivizes this good neighborly behavior. What are your thoughts on that? For someone like me, I've always thought that just do good for the sake of doing good. There, there doesn't have to be a prize at the end of it. But there are some people who need who need some incentives of that. So, I mean, do you think that's a good starter path for getting people to do good? I think the basics of all teachings is being a good human being. Humanity, that's what humanity is, right? Right we all live in, we, we're all co-existing uh, in this world and we're all living together. I think irrespective of what religion you belong to, are you following it or not? Being a good person, I feel is the basic, is that that should be irrespective. And I think being a good person should not come with prizes that, oh, this is what I'm going to get at the end. I, um, what, that is for you if you strive in your career, if you work hard and you strive for it and th- the price for you is is maybe a job or whatever you're trying for, but helping others should not come with a, with a, a prize. I mean, if and, and that is what it's all about, bringing a change in someone's life. If I am going to these women, if I'm putting an effort and going traveling all the way to go to these women, I don't, I'm not thinking of what they will do for me or I'm not thinking of, oh, how's it going to help me? My biggest satisfaction is that I'm bringing a big change in their life. Now their kids might not, might ha- might be able to live a little better life than what they are living. So why not just do that? Otherwise, my day job satisfies uh, my other cravings. I'm so If I'm helping somebody, I don't think about prizes or whatever, what I'm going to get out of it. It's more like, just trying to bring a change in someone's life and that is what humanity is right that's mm-hmm. we have so many people around us we can't just start communicating with people thinking oh what am I going to get out of it which is important because I mean as a parent myself listening to your example about your dad and you saying that what really rang true was he exemplified it so he wasn't just preaching this to you guys he was practicing it as well because I think about my daughter you know every day I can say to her that no Aliza you need to do this 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 but then if I turn around if I'm doing the things that I'm telling her not to do then she's gonna be like mom you're full of shit you know why am I gonna why am I gonna listen to you 
So exactly. And I feel just teaching or just talking about things sometimes does not make it make that much of a difference than doing it and being an example. Because even though I'm sure he was not he was doing things whatever he thought was right and whatever he wanted and whatever satisfied him but he did not actually sat down and taught us that oh you have to go help out these people or you have to bring a change in somebody's life we got that from looking at him mm-hmm. we i learned that seeing him and seeing how he went out of the way to help others so one one thing that comes up around social impact right so there's the business side of it but what i've also been seeing is more as an individual having a social impact while traveling while going on a vacation have you ever thought about social impact when you gone on a vacation and what has that looked like i think this was supposed to be a vacation <laughs> and it might my, my pakistan trip was a vacation of course i uh, i was there to meet family and somehow my friend it was such perfect timings and i feel that's also god sent because it was such perfect times timing because i was there in pakistan for my for a vacation and my friend came up and is like oh i finally found out the those women that you've been looking for and then that's how i made that trip but of course i where i want to take in this threads is a global impact not just pakistan yeah. and i feel and that global impact is of course going to come to go to after traveling to all these different places that i want to go to and so if i'm traveling somewhere i so what i try to see is what is the skill that those local people have and how can i bring it to the out to the masses and how can i expose it and i think i think that all comes with getting out of my bubble over here and trying to get to know those uh, people and stuff so i think for me that is that's been a big thing for traveling and that's how i want to move industries also is going to traveling to be in all these different uh, places and getting all the different skills and expertise that the artisans have as we end our conversation what is one action that individuals can take to start making a positive social impact in their communities i would say no small effort is small even a small thing on your end just if you have that opportunity to help someone out don't think that oh i mean this is nothing it's not going to bring a change or or this is too small for for even going with it any small effort can bring a big change so nothing small is small so just even if you have to give out 1 dollar to someone that is how it all starts and that is how these small efforts grow big and you end up making big impacts and big changes in somebody's life like this very conversation you taking an hour out of your time to talk about industries with me is making so many wheels start turning in my head like what more can i do so thank you for exemplifying the the work that that you're doing in the world thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to talk about it i hope you enjoyed this episode of a story in a chat with me your host aisha ikbal before signing off though i want to take a moment to reflect on this conversation and bring it back to my everyday i want to continue to do good for the world around me no matter how big or small the effort because now it's not just about me it's about being that example for my daughter so that she knows how to be in this world that it's not just about us that you know it is it is good to think about those around us and how we can help So one of the things that I've started when she was really young was something as simple as looking around in her playroom and seeing toys that she no longer used, packing that up and donating it to local women women's shelter or children's shelter. 
And I want to start doing more of that, especially as she's growing up. And now she can be more involved with me. And I want to do it in a way where she feels like she is choosing to do it versus me making her do it. It's tricky as a parent, right? Because sometimes you have to you have to coerce the children to, to do things and get them into that habit and develop that routine. It's like muscle memory. You got to exercise it. But this is this is the drive that I have. It's me being the person that I want to be for myself, but also the person that I want to be for my daughter so that she can start emulating some of that as well. Because there are 7 billion of us in this world. And to think that we just have our individual lives to impact, I don't know, just seems really small to me to think that way. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Please tune in next time when I continue to explore this wonderful world of ours through the art of storytelling and conversation with other really magnificent human beings. Until then, keep your mind clear and your heart open so you can hear your own truth. Also, if you enjoyed any part of this conversation, please consider writing a review saying as much and share this out as a gift to others in your circle. Toodles!